Hello and welcome back to another match preview, an opposition match preview, I should say, here on 7500 to Holt. This weekend on Sunday, we travel to Molyneux to face Wolves. It's going to be a tough test and definitely a different one compared to the Carabao Cup fixture, I guess I should say, last mm -hmm. week. And of course, today we are joined by a Wolves fan from Talking Wolves, the Talking Wolves podcast, I should say, and that being Dave as a party. I got your uh, last name right, I think there, Dave. How you doing? Yeah, you smashed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank <laughs> you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. And like I said before, Dave is from the Talking Wolves podcast. If uh, you're a Villa fan or a Wolves fan finding this or even a neutral, go and check that out. I listened to uh, a few episodes prior to this just to get a feel for uh, your guys' content, and I highly recommend it. Thank so you. without, yeah, no problem. And without further ado, I guess I should say, uh, let's dive into some questions here. So if we're looking at Wolves season so far, how yeah. do you think it's gone? Um, it's been a strange season so far, obviously, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on being in Europe. Um, it was going to be a massive test. It always was going to be a massive test for Wolves. And I think uh, it's taken a little while, but we've slowly sort of got used to it. Um, and we're staying pretty competitive in the Premier League, which I think was a big concern for a number of Wolves fans. I think a little part of the fan base still wanted us to sort of push for top six and seven again, like we did last year. But I think um, more sensible people sort of expected it to take over our season. So in terms of how we're balancing both competitions, it's going so, uh, OK so far. Um, and I think, you know, as long as we can carry on like we are, just, just need to start scoring a couple more goals, adding a couple uh couple of wins and I think it could be another successful season for Wolves I would say so like looking from our perspective and I'm not even being biased like the yeah. fact that like five years ago you guys are what in league one if I'm correct roughly yeah. Yeah. yeah so to take and it's kind of similar to where Villa are in a sense like where we were last season you couldn't even tell us if you're predicting where we are now to mm. happen and for you guys to progress especially with the investment and European football and everything you guys have now it's a uh, it's Football's a crazy thing, and it's a, it's a great time, I guess, for both clubs in that perspective. But if you look at some of your results, and obviously I think a lot of people, it's a, kind of a lazy and easy prediction to say Wolves won't maybe potentially do as well just because they have the extra bit yeah. of football there. And, uh, of course, depending on how far you go on cups and stuff like that, it just adds on to the games. With that being said, do you think, would you attribute maybe some of that I wouldn't say lack of success in the Premier League, but some of those trials and tribulations so far to was it, is it lack of squad depth or what would you put it up to? It, it is a strange one, really, because at the at the start of the season, I was adamant I would never blame any result on like tiredness or playing so many games or anything like that. Um, but I think sort of the long uh, the further the season's gone, it's sort of clear in a couple of results. Um, but I, I've seen a lot of people blame the away games and so on. But we we played Besiktas away from home in Turkey, and uh, we managed to beat them one 0 in the last minute. And then we went to Man City away on the Sunday and beat them two 0 So for anyone that's using these away games as an excuse, I don't really believe it too much. Um, but there are, there have been at times at times this season where it's been a bit crazy. Um, I think. Uh, the, the squad and especially Nuno will be sort of relieved once the Villa game is done because we've had such a, a massive amount of games. I think um, before uh, tomorrow's game in Europe, uh, Wolves have played four away games on the bounce and they're all very close together. Um, so I think we'll be relieved once uh, that's done and dusted and we're back at home as well. 
But yeah, of course, we've already played 22 competitive games this season, which is ridiculous. Wow. Like a huge amount of games already this season. We didn't really have a proper preseason. We used our Europa League qualifying games as our warm-ups, really. Um, so it was always going to be a difficult season. And Nuno is someone that likes to manage a small squad. So that was always going to sort of catch up on him almost. Um, and he has been making comments on it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see us delve into the transfer market in January and, and sort of add some quality to, to the team as well. So in, in terms of how they've actually managed the squad, I have been impressed because when you say you've only got a squad of 18 or 19 and you have to name an 18-man squad uh, <laughs> for a Premier League game, it's pretty impressive. So as soon as you do get one or two injuries, it puts everything up in the air. But they've handled it pretty well so far. Absolutely. And to be honest, I knew you guys played a hell of a lot of games so far. I, I didn't yeah. think it was 22. So that's that's definitely tough to manage. And I, the one thing I do want to bring up before we dive right into this game, and I think a lot of Villa fans still don't know how to feel about this guy. And he's a former Villa man and now a Wolves <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. Middlesbrough in between, of course. Um, little slight dig at him there because we did knock <laughs> him out in the playoffs. So I will take that. Um, with that being said, Adama Traore. Yeah. Wow, if I can get that right. How do you how does how do Wolves fans really feel about him? Because obviously he was very young with us, of course, coming from Barcelona. There's a lot of expectations, a lot of flair, just not much finish. And mm -hmm. he's sorting to develop into the player, maybe not what everyone expected, but he's still developing into a very good player, in my opinion. How do you guys feel about him? So obviously we signed him, as you said, from Middlesbrough start of last season. And um well, Eighty million pounds, which I think at the at the time a lot of people were like umming and ahhing at because it is a lot. It is a lot of money, regardless. And for a player that hadn't really proved it at Premier League level, um, so yeah, a lot of fans were unsure on that. Um, but I thought with the with the the pace he brought, and of course the end product is the key thing here. But with the pace he brought and the talent he's got. Um, it could have been a steal. Uh, last season, he was less than impressive, though. And I think if we'd sign him for sort of 10 million or something, I think the club would have cashed in on him this summer, regardless of price. But I think the reason, um, because we bought him for so much, Nuno had stuck with him. He's worked with him a lot over the summer. And this year, he has been a revelation. He's been like a new signing. So when we had the early Europa League games and uh, Matt Doherty was sort of unfit or injured, Adama played it as a right wing back against these lower teams that didn't really offer much going forward. He was allowed to go forward and it worked really, really well. And then he's he's added that in product to his game. So he's all, already got, I think, seven or eight assists this season. Um, he scored a couple of goals, obviously most notably against Manchester City in the league as well. And going forward, I think he, he has shown in some games he's OK at right wing back, uh, but in others he's shown why he, he can't play there because he's not a great defender. But when he's on his game and he's playing a right-wing position, he's unbelievable. Um, and I think, and I'd assume he's going to start against Villa as well. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how he gets on. But yeah, as a player, he's matured. He's still young. And I think everyone knows he's he's got everything to be a perfect footballer. He's just got to get his brain and his head in it and uh, start putting the ball in the back of the net or put, putting the ball in the box more often. And he could be uh, a ridiculously good player for any team. Oh, for sure. I think the biggest issue, in my opinion, with him is that I think just because he came from Barcelona and the hype he got there, yeah, uh, a lot of people, I think they overvalue, there's kind of an overvaluation of him. Um, I do think he has a lot to offer and there's still a lot of room to improve. And yeah. I think he will get there with Wolves. I, just from my perspective, 
I, I don't always feel like people in the past, especially at Villa, and you can even say at Middlesbrough, and it's different in the championship, of course. I don't really think they essentially used his um, his attributes in the right manner, and you're seeing that yeah. under Nuno in different aspects where you did bring up the assist chart there in terms of stats. It, it's evident that he has tools that need to be used in certain ways, and I don't think he's the supreme finisher that people thought he was, but all other aspects of his game can be crucial for a team. And you know what? Knowing my luck and knowing uh, former Villa players, he'll probably neck in with something because that seems to always happen <laughs> when you play yeah. your former side. Um, but with that being said, uh, we're rambling on enough about that. We'll get into the match now. And I, I guess the first aspect I want to go on about, obviously you guys are playing Bratislava on Thursday. We're recording yeah. this on the Wednesday. What kind of, I guess, two-parter, what kind of team can we expect on Sunday? In does playing on Thursday have a major impact on the Sunday? Like, where's the focus? Which game's more important? It's it's a strange one because just on my on my personal Twitter now, I'd put in my sort of lineup that I would play. And I'd, I'd sort of, personally, I would rotate it a little bit. Um, a, a certain number of our positions, our backup players are more than good enough to play and beat Slovan Bratislava. But they did give us a little bit of a scare a couple of weeks ago when we played at their place. For me personally, if I had to pick a game I definitely wanted to win, it would be the Villa game. Just Not not in just because it's Villa, but just in terms of the league. I think we've got two more games. We're in a great position in Europe at the moment. We've got two more games to still qualify. I think in the Premier League, three points is always important regardless of the game. And I think both for Wolves and Villa... I think consistency has been a bit of a problem. Villa, no. They've had some great starts. I think they'd be leveled top of the league on first-half performances alone. It's oh, painful. <laughs> and and the second half. Well, it's vice versa for Wolves because we'd be bottom on first-half performances but be second in second-half performances. So I think for both teams, it's just getting consistency across 90 minutes. and I, So that's why I think both teams, a win will be huge because it will show, shoot us straight up the table. So for me personally, I would prioritise the Villa game slightly. But... Bratislava, if we do beat them, we're more or less through to the Europa League knockout stages. But I would assume Nuno will rotate a couple of players tomorrow. Uh, Diogo Jota is suspended anyway for the Europa League game, so he'll be fresh for Sunday. But it'll be a full-strength team against Villa for sure. Um, I can't see him you know, prioritising any game per se, but I think he'll definitely have one eye on that game uh, before picking his team for tomorrow. Now, if we're going to look at some weaknesses, and I'm not butchering Wolves by any yeah. means, is there certain aspects of this Wolves team that Villa should target in particular? Yeah, well, I, I spoke to someone else who was a Villa fan about this. And, uh, of course, Wolves on their day are so, so solid. We do really, really well. We're quite a defensive team as such. Um, we like to soak up the pressure. We like to counter-attack. But there is there has been something that always we struggle with is big strikers, someone that can get the ball and really bully a defender, even in the air as well. And that's why I thought Wesley, if he's on it on Sunday, could have a good day at Molyneux. Um, I, I, I've seen certain areas of Connor Cody's game, who's been a great player for us, by the way, but he's struggled to deal with. The two players that he struggled to deal with the most last season were Solomon Rondon from Newcastle and Alexander Mitrovic from Fulham. And that's because they were big strikers and they like to bully defenders. They like to get in, get their arms in there. They like to turn the defenders. And that's why I think Wesley, who is uh, on his day such a talented player, could really could really you know do some damage to Wolves. So I think that's the area really um, that, that Villa could uh, exploit, just getting balls into the box um, and just getting it into Wesley. And I think uh, that could work for them. Um, we struggle sometimes defending 
Uh, yeah, I just say defence really. Although it's at times it's one of our strong points. If there is a striker, big striker on his game, um, could cause us loads of issues. Yeah, I think that's a big if for Wesley, especially yeah. um, from my perspective, because last week it looked like he had an extra uh, yard in his step, and I've never seen him so energized against Liverpool. Albeit he didn't score, he caused uh, Van Dijk a lot of issues, and that was great to see. But then you even look when he scored two goals against Norwich, it just didn't seem like he was even bothered. So mm. I-, I guess that's what you get with some international players and even some players in general. Um, if I don't know how much you've really paid attention to Villa so far this season, but if you were looking at our squad, where do you think you would want to exploit as a Wolves player and fan? Uh, I think with, with Villa, it's it's a bit of a strange one, really, because they do have, like I say, it's consistency. Uh, I think they do have the quality going forward. Obviously, Grealish is a great player. John McGinn has done a lot better than I expected him to in the Premier League. He's, he's you know, took the step up very, very well. Um, I think it's probably your defence. Um, no disrespect. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> no disrespect to Villa. I think, although Tyrone Mings, I, I know you guys rave about him a lot. I've seen him you know, make some fantastic tackles and clearances, by the way, but I've seen him drop a couple of clangers. But then the, the rest of the the defence really don't fill me, well, wouldn't fill me with that much confidence. However, they did quite well against Liverpool. They restricted Liverpool quite well. Um, and they don't concede a huge amount of goals, to be honest. But um, I'm just having a quick look now. I think Adama Traore versus Matt Target could be a really interesting battle if, if Adama is on his game. Um, but yeah, I think Wolves have got to exploit that as well. But it will be really interesting how Villa set up and how Wolves set up to, to sort of combat that as well. Yeah, I think the Adama one's actually a good point because I don't think it doesn't really matter what left back or wing back you play <laughs> yeah, in general true. because the pace is unreal. No so one's like, going to catch him. Yeah. yeah, so no matter what, you're going to look at a, a full back with a probably a center back or even a defensive midfielder kind of overlapping to give extra coverage so with that being said especially from a Villa standpoint there's definitely going to be gaps probably in like in the top corners of the box for those balls to be whipped in if you can get support to him I think that's especially where I see it from that perspective now you brought up something interesting and we don't have to have a debate about it and I just want a quick answer because I've seen so many people on Twitter debate this, and I don't even know why it's a debate, because I feel like they're two completely different centre-backs. Who do you think's better, Connor Cody or Tyrone Mings? <laughs> yeah, as a defender, definitely Mings. I, I don't know, because Cody is, is, yeah, like you say, they're very different in players. Cody was a central midfielder. He wasn't great. Played at right back and wasn't great. And, you know, thought he'd be good in the sweep role, and he's been very good. Um, in terms of, because I know that a big debate is who gets called up for England. In terms of what England need, Tyrone Mings is definitely there. Um, if, if Gareth Southgate for England never swapped back to a back three, I think I'd be very disappointed if Connor Cody couldn't get back into that squad. But I don't know. I don't want to answer it because it is, it is such a tough... I'm not going to say fair. Connor Cody is better, but I'm not going to say Tyrone Mings is better either. Because as I say, they're both strong at, at different things. I just think it's such a pointless like argument between so many. I've, I've seen I've seen Grealish and Nevers as well, and Nevers is a bit more defensive, and Grealish yeah. is an attacking midfielder. Like, yeah, it's it's one of them. You're always going to have it though with uh, sort of teams. I, I was going to say rival teams, but I think we'll come on to that. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was the next thing I was going to ask yeah. uh, before we get into predictions here. The the Wolves v Villa rivalry. I guess one thing does it really exist, or is it just something that? You see some odd guys on Twitter rant and rave about, and they think it's a giant rivalry because 
Ted from Birmingham and <laughs> Bob from, I guess, your neck of the woods there and Wolverhampton decided that it's a rivalry on their own. Like, is it in, in like from your standpoint? I think I, I've never actually been that bothered about derby games or rivalry matches. Like whenever loads of Wolves fans want West Brom to get promoted, but I'm actually not that bothered. I just think it causes too much grief. And it's like, I don't want to go onto Twitter and just see all this rubbish. <laughs> like, But um, I think it, it more came about when we were both fighting for promotion a couple of years ago, because I think Wolves and Villa were so, so you know, similar in quality and so on. And then I think a few Wolves fans jumped on it and started singing chants about Villa. And then one Villa fan calls you obsessed and then they'll write a tweet about Wolves and then Wolves fans will call them obsessed. And yeah, I, did, I, I, I class it as a derby game just purely because of location. Yeah. And because... I know Villa fans personally, and Villa fans will know Wolves fans personally, so it's always nice to get one up on your friends and, and your mates. But yeah, I'd class it as a derby game, um, but it doesn't bother me that much. I really do want to win on Sunday. It'd be great to get one over on Villa, but it doesn't bother me you know, as much as it does some people that I've seen anyway. Well, that's fair, because if you look at like both teams' rivals, they're kind of like below us in terms of leagues now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the best thing to compare these two and maybe where the rivalry isn't if you look at oh god what year was that maybe it was 2014 or 2015 where Villa were still in the Premier League we played West Brom um I think it was in two legs maybe it was in this cup I can't remember exactly but you could tell even though it was a cup match it was massive the rivalry was there and then yeah I don't want to compare this to the Carabao Cup match last week but it just didn't seem as intense it's it is, in my opinion, just a regional thing that people can easily stick that on. But uh, yeah. no, it's great to get a Wolves perspective on that because I just, <laughs> it, it just seems like it's just keyboard warriors on Twitter that think they made something so they can stake a claim to, oh, I created like a Derby atmosphere or something. Yeah, here. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. But anyways, moving on from there, we'll uh, start wrapping this up here. We'll, uh, if we can potentially get your score prediction, if you'd ever be so bold to even give the goal scores if you want for Ooh. Wolves. Yeah, I, I very often predict this scoreline and, well, more often than not, always predict a Wolves win regardless of opponent. But I'm going to say 2-1 Wolves. Um, as I say, I don't think both, defense, both defensive will concede. Um, and I think it'll be a really, really interesting and close game. It could go either way. But I'm going to back Wolves 2-1. And I'll say Diogo Jota to score any time as well. Oh, that's okay. You know what, guys? Get on your local betting websites and to your bookies because you might as well call that because it, it's kind of tough to call. And I feel yeah. a little biased because um, in our podcast we record on Sundays, me and James have probably, if we our predictions went right, we'd be in like the top four. I think yeah. you just do that as a podcast to be positive. Yeah. But uh, the way that your guys' results are going and the way ours are going, and I think the best way to summarize this is we're a first-half team. You guys are a second-half team. Yeah, I exactly. feel like it's just going to be like a 1-1, one, 2-2 one, two, two kind of draw. So I'm going to go one-all. Um, I will say just because you pointed out Wesley and the Connor Cody link yeah. there in terms of weakness, I'll go with Wesley. For you guys, I'll go with Jota as well because is a hot or Jota, by the way? Jota, yeah. Jota. Today, I had this okay. discussion as well because it's slightly different to how you pronounce uh, your hotter or however you pronounce that one as well. There's, they're all different. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> just be like uniform and all be the same. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'll go with him. And yeah, like I said before, put your bets on. And if you don't win, don't blame us. <laughs> Anyways, Dave, uh, we'll wrap it up there. If you would uh, like, go ahead right now and uh, plug your uh, socials. 
Yeah, so Talking Walls, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as well. Um, my personal ones are Dave as a party. I'm sure you'll be able to find my name somewhere. Um, and again, I just mainly tweet about football or, or Wolves as well. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. It's been greatly appreciated. Remember, go check them out. Like I said at the start of this, it's Talking Wolves. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at TalkAstNavilla. Of course, this is for the 7500 to hold website. So follow us on iTunes and all those or whatever it's called now, iPodcast or whatever it's called. <laughs> you can find us wherever. We're there. It's greatly appreciated. Let's do this on Sunday. Best of luck to you guys, Dave, and up the villa. Easy.